Support for the Couples Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes. This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs. Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Couples Council. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier. And today, and I know I say this all the time, but today I have a treat for you guys and a treat for me because this is um, this is someone. So the treat is a person. This is someone whom I've gotten to know quite well and someone who I enjoy speaking time with. Um, we started out as colleagues, and uh, now I'd like to think that we've grown to be good friends. You know, I don't know if I've made it, I've crossed the threshold to BFF yet, but uh, I'd like to think we're good friends. I'm talking about uh, Mia Terrazis. She's a, a dear friend of mine. Um, so she's our guest today, and we're going to be talking about a particular subject related to couples that a lot of people don't like to talk about, but hey, we're diving in, right, Mia? Yes, I'm here. I'm happy to be here. Say hello to the people. How you doing? Hello, people. How are you? I'm excited to be here with my friend and former colleague. Yeah, we've, I've been trying to get her on the show. Um, I think I've been trying to force my way into your show. <laughs> and you're here. And, you're and I'm here. here. I made yes. it. <laughs> so you've successfully kicked the door down. Mm-hmm. So today we're talking about relationships, obviously, because that's what we do. But we're, talk- we're addressing relationships in the context of um, breakups. As you can tell by the subject of this episode, after the love is gone, right? Relationships don't always last. Um, And we've said this in previous episodes and even uh, last season, when we enter a relationship, uh, be it a marriage or a romantic relationship, um, we do so in the hopes that it will last. Now, last could be um, for, I don't know if I can say forever, but years, it could lead into something uh, much more serious. Definitely, we don't enter them thinking, at least if we're serious, you know, most people don't enter relationships expecting just, you know, a few weeks, but not all relationships last, right? So today, uh, Mia is gracious enough to come and join us and talk about this topic and, you know, what happens um, after relationships end, and so today, Mia and I, we're going to talk about this, um, you know, just what happens after, after the love is gone. And there's some vulnerability here. There's some sharing and some openness. But I'd like to think that my listeners are safe. You know, we can chat. Okay. Feel free to email your comments and questions and uh, we'll address them at that point. So, Mia... Um, you were you were in a relationship that recently ended. 
Yes, it ended in the beginning of the year, so about January. Officially. Officially ended, yes. Okay. Okay. And you and I have had, you know, little conversations about that whole process. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of the things that we discussed, you know, we've concluded that might be beneficial for people to um for those who listen to the podcast, they might be able to benefit from, um, particularly what that process is like. Right. You know, one thing I always say is, you know, relationships don't necessarily end when we walk away, but it's a bit of a process at times. Yes. Um, And so I guess you can pick up wherever you'd like and tell us a little bit about your process in that. Sure. Um, Okay. Well, yeah. Um, I will share that I was in an on and off again relationship for 15 years, which is a very long time. 15 um, years. Yes. Um, a lot of life happens in 15 years. Um, and the process for each time it's on and off is very, um, it can be really challenging, especially with how emotionally how things are happening for you not only that but also um with relationships with other people not just your relationship with that significant other so um you know there's after the love is gone I always I kind of think like does it go away or have we just found a way to make peace with something um and then move forward I know a lot of times, mm. you know, we get very philosophical after relationships. So we become yeah. very uh, much like I learned a valuable lesson. I can move forward. So how how I move forward after being on and off with someone for so long um, was a bit of a challenge mm. um, and definitely a huge process um, of for myself mainly. Okay. Uh, so, um, is that what you're kind of going for? Is just what the process was or when yeah. I, yeah. So for example, um, mm-hmm. in the past, so before I married my lovely wife, Herdeen Mercier, mm-hmm. Hey babe. Um, I've, I, we, I was in previous relationships and breakups. Um, so the process of breaking up, you know, we, had an idea at least I had an idea you know and one of the things about relationships rarely do both people want it to end at the same time Mm -hmm. you know so there were relationships where I was trying to hold on please baby please don't leave yeah it's a really great point it's a very great point and I I want to piggyback off of that because it just made me think of something and when I think about something that's been on and off for so long Mm-hmm. Um, you know, each time it's on or off, it's because somebody's needs weren't really, weren't being met or somebody was getting something out of it that the other person wasn't, but there was kind of this undertone of familiarity, this okay. undertone of, you know, whatever it was for the other person. I know for me, there's this really daunting, uh, emotion or feeling which is I don't want to be alone and I know and I know this person really well Mm. and so I don't want to be surprised by too many things (laughs) there's a lot going on and I know this I know 
this person. I know these feelings. I've navigated through them so many times, picked myself back up from them so many times that I get this. And, you know, part of that too, you know, when I finally was like, I can't, I don't want to know these feelings anymore. I don't want to know what it feels like when somebody's not overly um, involved in something and I just make it okay because I don't want to be alone. Right. Or at this point, you know, I'll share I'm 31 years old. And so um, 15 years is a really long time (laughs) from 15 to 31. Mm -hmm. And so you get to a point in your life where you're like, okay, are we going in the same even in the same direction. So we want the same things and reevaluating that as well and wanting something more. And um, like you were saying, like rarely is it that somebody, you know, there's somebody that, um, you know, wants, isn't, sorry. What did, tell me again what you no, said. I lost ra- it. Rarely did, <laughs> does, does both people, do both people agree that, okay, well, it's a mutual separation because there were times I was saying I was trying to hold on and then there were other breakups in the past where I was ready to go and she was like no don't." yes so in this particular moment it was really interesting because I think um in my situation I'll be really transparent here there was a lot of leaving on his part and it wasn't for me for me, I was very invested. I wanted to make sure that things were going well um, with him and taking care of him. And then this time, it was more certain, and I was more certain, more confident in my decision of saying, this just isn't right for me. Um, and he was, we had, you know, while you're going through um, relationships, you have your ups and downs. and during one of our down points, he was like, I think our relationship is perfect. And I was like, holy moly, like you think our relationship is perfect. Like there's a, there's a serious issue here. Cause clearly you were, so, not, you were not. Definitely. I agree with that. Yeah. Cause at the time he tells you things. are perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, um, so when he said that, I mean, there's certain little things that go on along the course of a relationship and there's moments in the course of a relationship where you are on un- can get uncomfortable um with whatever somebody is is saying or what they're doing and you just kind of you know well you kind of start do this self-doubt thing well am i overreacting is it you know is it really that big of a deal and you know for me during this time and i chose to really listen to what those feelings were Mm -hmm. and why I was having those feelings and say, my feelings are just as valid as his. And um, that was really important because it wasn't all about him. It was about me too. There's two individuals in one relationship. So um, listening more to what my feelings were trying to tell me instead of um, trying to, um, trying to kind of you know make it something it wasn't i guess okay. my feelings so so okay so you mentioned that that fear of perhaps being loneliness might have been a contributing factor to the on and off on again and off again mm-hmm. 
might were there other reasons that perhaps led you to stay so long or come back as often and reconnect as often as you guys did um i think probably the main reason was just not being sure of myself and trusting myself mm. um and you know there's so many things that happen in relationships um, that affect other parts of your life. Um, I know for me personally, I, you know, I have a very high stress job at some, you know, points mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and coming home and feeling extra stressed. You know, we've talked about that um, was a huge indicator, you know, for me and you know, here I would be preaching this to other people to take care of yourself and make sure you're setting boundaries and, you know, whatever. Um, I wasn't doing that. And so, you know, the boundary thing was really uh, challenging for me because it's really easy to say, I want to set these boundaries. This is what I want to do. But then the emotional piece comes into it and it's like, well, I don't want to be alone. And, oh, well, he was really nice, you know, this time around, not nice, but like, um, you know, we're really getting along. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so, you know, you kind of let that overshadow what you might have been thinking for days. Okay. Um, so yeah. So I think, you know, that self-esteem, that self-love, um, taking care of yourself, um, really was something that I didn't do well. I was very busy taking care of um, him and his feelings and this idea of this relationship. So, so 15 years and you said mm -hmm. you're early thirties now, um, mm -hmm. that suggests you were 15, 16, 17 when you guys started dating. Yes. Um, and so you said a lot of life happens in 15 years. Yes. Um, tell me about, I guess that growth process within the context of a relationship, right? Because right. those years are very, um, those years are vital years as far as who you are yes. and what you want. And to be in a committed relationship at 15, 16, 18, 20, I don't know what that looks like. Yeah, I mean, I guess you and me both. <laughs> I think, here's the thing. I think that we all, you know, have an idea of what a relationship is supposed to look like. Mm. Um, you know, we get a lot of information about relationships from a lot of different sources. That could be, you know, um, what we watch, what we read, what we see with our parents, with our with our family, with our, with our friends' relationships. And I feel like um, there's like this kind of natural comparison, I think, that comes into play with that. But yes, a lot of life in the sense of like committed relationships from, you know, 17 to 31, it looks different. You know, you have your puppy dog kind of love, which was what I had with this person, that first love. It was mm -hmm. very, very intense. And, um, I think that sometimes can be replicated too in other people's relationships when you first meet somebody and it's all about them and it's almost intoxicating and you kind of want to find that spark or keep that spark alive. Um, and then over time, 
you grow into different versions of yourself, different seasons of yourself. Um, for me, college, going away to college, we also had a long distance relationship. Okay. Um, so we had a lot of, a lot of variables, um, to our relationship where we, we kind of chalked it up to, okay, well, we, we were young um, at this stage. We didn't know what it meant. Now we're ready to try um, at this stage and still not really kind of figuring that out because we didn't really know who individually each one of us were or you know who we were, who we wanted to be, what we wanted to accomplish. And I think that that sentiment kind of, you know, reverberates no matter what how old you are in whatever relationship if you don't have any personal goals any personal um things to add to your relationship it's going to oftentimes be one-sided mm. so so following that vein of kind of being one-sided you said earlier that much of the leaving or the reason you guys were separating was due to him he did a lot of that did he also do a lot of the coming back or did you kind of drive that train great question um <laughs> it was him it was him you know it was a lot of him coming back and it was then my opportunity to be like you know wow i guess our love isn't gone okay so that's, um, so that that's actually you where you know I was and so that's actually where I was going to go with that because if he did a lot of the leaving and a lot of the coming back, then what were you doing more or less? Like when he left? Right. He would leave and come back and you were more or less like, um, okay. I think, I think I was just very confused because at the, the, like I was saying before, like this concept or this idea of love and relationships is if you love something so much you're able to like let it go and it comes back you know how often have we heard that mm. um or you know when you're really in love with somebody you know you accept them for all their flaws and you you accept them for who they are and i think a lot of that was very convoluted in my brain um as a young person um because, uh, you know, that, that then gave me the green light to accept some not so great behavior and kind of this pattern of coming and going. And, um, you know, like I said, just, you know, my, my family, they're all married <laughs> for numbers of years. And, you know, you hear marriage is hard. Marriage is difficult. Commitment is hard. Commitment is difficult. Um, when you really love someone, you know, you, you do everything you can to make that relationship work. And for me, the way I viewed relationships was I, if I'm going to be in one, I'm going to be committed. Um, so that's, but it got very, you know, confusing. And, um, but I was saying it was just allowing that, um, opportunity to kind of, uh, accept certain behaviors that were kind of, you know, looking back at it, some some pretty you know big red flags mm. so so what it was either just some flawed logic or convoluted ideas or did we just accept or make excuses for these red flags or was it both i think it was both i think it was both i think it was what i was 
what I, um, my perception of what a successful relationship looked like and what I had seen, mm-hmm. um, and what I had heard. Um, and then also, you know, like you were saying, you know, this idea as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I know the title of this show is after the love is gone, but would you agree that when the relationship ended, the love was gone or was it more, um, I may still love you, but this is not a healthy situation. Yeah, exactly. Um, I would say that I would say that the love, um, isn't gone. I think you put your, you know, it's, it doesn't, I don't know. I think that person leaves a little bit of, of them within you. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the love changes. I think that the love then turns um, internally. And I think you kind of have to have that, that self-love to say, this is something I'm not going to accept. This is some, these are some things I won't settle for. These are some things that I deserve um, and I'm deserving of, and my feelings are important and they're valid. Um, I still love this person. I love the journey I've had with this person, but at this point, um, I have to love me a little bit and um, do what's right for me. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the tough part, I guess. You know, and I wonder what it is that we can tell um, women and men and men. Um, mm-hmm. There's people in relationships that are are similar to this one that you had about navigating that, you know, Um, because while it was complicated or a complicated situation for you, it was more or less one on the lesser complex pieces because you guys didn't have children together. Right. There isn't assets that are shared between the two of you. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are people who are in some seriously um, enmeshed or tangled situations. Absolutely. Yet Absolutely. going through the same process. So, I mean, what do we begin to tell them about that process? Well, I mean, I think here's what I think personally. That's fine. Uh, I think that I think you start to know. Um, after a while, like to say that, you know, I didn't think that this was right for a long time, I think would be, um, would be inaccurate. I think there's been, there were times in my relationship over this long period of time in my relationship where I was like, "Mm, I don't know if I could really, if I could really see, see this. Um, or I really don't like that this is what they do. Um, I don't like how I feel. Mainly it was, I really don't like how I feel or how this person um, handles certain situations um, mm-hmm. or me, you know, I trust them as you're in a relationship, you trust them with you and your feelings and your heart. And, you know, when you get the, that sense that you can't, or it's not a safe space for your emotions um, or what you're feeling isn't valid. I think those are all things that no matter what relationship you're in are, are really, um, they're there for a reason and they're there to be explored. And, you know, I talked to a bunch of my friends who are in marriages who, and, and, you know, I work with, with couples mm-hmm. and 
parents a lot. And, you know, one of the biggest things that we often talk about is this um, communication mm-hmm. is like the death can be the death of a relationship, no matter if you're married or, or in um, just a committed relationship. And if you don't feel heard or safe or haven't found a way to say what you need to say, where your partner will understand, um, those are some things that I would start with. I would explore there. And yeah. when I started doing that within my own relationship with this past, this past one, it really led me to a lot of introspection, a lot of reflection and like, mm. whoa, okay, this is, this is where I need to start. Yeah, now that's, so the, the decision to do that is a, a scary decision, right? Because once you start asking questions, you are confronted with answers potentially you may not be prepared for. Yes, yes. Um, and some people already know the answers, so they just don't ask the questions. Right, and to be honest, this this relationship was going to a more serious one, a more permanent one, a more, I knew if I stayed in this situation, it would have been for years um, in my thought process because our relationship was so perfect to someone else. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, and, and I kind of had to essentially kind of grieve that. Mm. Um, I had to kind of let that go. I had to go through my emotions emotions of grieving this relationship because you spend so much time with this person it feels like a huge loss feels like I'm missing something I'm losing something Mm -hmm. Um, and you know all the while the losing part was myself in this relationship which is what it started with was two individual people coming together for a relationship how long would you say um, that process of losing yourself was happening or you felt it went on when doing your um, reflection? Because that's big. Yeah. Like how long was that? What, did that happen? Yeah. I think when you, when you start ignoring your feelings about something or you quiet yourself to be in a relationship, is when it begins because in safe committed relationships i feel this is just my (laughs) interpretation but in safe Mm -hmm. ones you know you want the other person to be their best self you want you want to be able to bring that out of that other person and that person to do that for you and part of that is creating this safe space for the ugly emotions to come out and also you know, the really happy ones. It's not just a one-sided thing. But I do feel like when you start to kind of stifle those feelings of discomfort or those feelings of not being heard or not being communicated with or not being, you know, my feelings not being valued, um, you start to create this foundation of it's not safe here. Mm. And when you start to do that, then you then start to do that in other ways, in other years and in other times of your relationship. Like this is, I know how this person's going to act here. So I'm not going to say anything. Um, or I, I want to avoid this argument. So I'm just not going to say anything. There's a reason why it keeps coming up. 
Yeah. Now let's, I guess, let, let me just, let's just be clear. This was, was this a pattern you yourself kind of initiated or was it something that he did? Um, in terms of the like stifling feelings. Right. I think it was both. I think it was, I, I think there were times that he didn't want to say anything. He didn't want to talk about certain things. And then here I was like, you have to talk about it. You have to talk about it. Um, um, but I think it, it was on both ends. I think it, um, got to a point for me where I was just kind of like, he's not listening to me. So, um, it's so just pointless. Yeah, why, why even try? bother? Okay. Yeah. Okay. okay. Right. Because again, in relationships, you know, where, you know, love just goes out the window. Um, there are people who get into those patterns and those habits. Um, and their partner is trying, is not, I've seen relationships where they end not because of the other partner, but because of the individual themselves, they get into these destructive Mm -hmm. patterns, but in turn blame the other. Right. Absolutely. Right. Okay. In, 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 in this journey, this relationship, were there people telling you, Hey, you know, I don't quite, see why you know you got out once why get back in just people oh yeah yeah of course yeah (laughs) yeah I think that's another I mean another thing you know is is you're gonna get a lot of you know not necessarily solicited advice from Mm -hmm. friends and Mm -hmm. family which can make the decision of what you're gonna do stay or go a lot more difficult um but yes, there were a lot of people that were, for me, you know, my family after, you know, the go around the third time were like, oh my goodness, what the heck? Um, then you had some cheerleaders that were like, you guys just haven't figured it out yet, you know? Um, or, you know, this is going on. You guys are still young, um, that kind of thing. Um and then my friends, my poor, sweet, sweet, beautiful friends were just like over it at this point, <laughs> like the same, you know, the same kinds of issues. And that's truly what it was. You, you know, you still you talk about the same issues over and over and over again, because you really haven't accepted them and you haven't really done anything about it. So mm-hmm. you, you still get into this loop of the same thing and then you know you're talking to your friends well he did this again well he sure did (laughs) (laughs) yeah would you expect is what they say right exactly well we could have told you that at that point you could have told yourself that you know you know how it is that whole friend thing is interesting because you know it can save us a whole lot of um, heartache and a whole lot of loss, right? Mm-hmm. But conventional wisdom is to keep people out of your relationships. Right. You know, and then the question then becomes, one, do you keep everybody out? Two, 
if you decide to let some of the advice filter in, when do you let it filter in? Because there are times where it's actually valid and you should. I, 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 you know, I don't like to use the word should, but it would be beneficial. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Can we make any sense of that? Well, I think, um, I think for in relationships, like, it, you know, letting people in is going to be, a, I think it's just a personal thing, like your mm-hmm. family, how much you're going to let them in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that if that's true to you, um, then, you know, a partner that can respect that I think is important within reason. Cause you also want to respect your relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, so if family and friends are like a huge part for you where, you know, you, that's a way that you handle situations is they're your people, then I wouldn't, you know, a, a partner that doesn't want you to do that is um, something to consider. Um, but I do think like within reason, you know, what, as, the minute you open your relationship up, to other people is the minute you give them the opportunity to comment on it. Right. So just being aware of just that in general um, and just taking um, their advice with a grain of salt. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, like I was saying, um, what, what are you talking to them about, you know, over and over and over again? Does it happen to be the same thing? Because if it is the same thing, again, something to explore. Mm -hmm. And I did a lot of reflection during this relationship. I did, for me personally, I like to journal. Um, So while I was journaling, I happened to be able to have like a collection of situations that were going on that I noticed started to become a pattern. Um, And same things I was getting really upset about. And then I was able to kind of say, huh, well, what am I going to do with that? Now you have the knowledge. Now what are you going to do with it? (laughs) Um, And I guess that would be a point for you or you, the collective you, Mm -hmm. to decide kind of are you going to continue to choose, you know, this person, this relationship, and continue to journal all your feelings out? Or are you going to be like, oh, my partnership, I should be able to, you know, talk about it freely. Mm. And if I can't, then, um, something to explore. Yeah. Yeah. That's the crossroads. And, you know, while your decision was, you know, this is not going to work, you know, there are those who say, well, I can deal with this. I can stay in this and they stay for whatever reason, mm-hmm. you know, everyone has their own motivations, I guess. Yeah. And I don't, you know, I don't know if it's, necessary all the time to to be you know when you're really mad at your partner to just you know lay it on them I mean I think Mm -hmm. you can definitely journal and get that aggression or that whatever feeling that is out but I do think you know the bigger point was if it continues to be the same thing that you're just not um, making peace with or you can't that's just something that's where I started And it was like, do I want to continue this relationship knowing that 
this is going to continue to be an issue because whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. Mm, mm, I like that. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're not changing, you're choosing. Yeah, not everybody sees it that way, though. Yeah, that's true. That's how I saw it. That's how I was, you know, able to kind of um, do what I needed to do for myself in this relationship. Okay. So in choosing yourself, mm-hmm. is there any, are there any feelings of, of guilt? Um, sometimes, absolutely, there were. I mean, I knew... You know, you know this person like the back of your hand, and you know, you know, we were living together. So, where is he going to live? What is mm-hmm. he going to do? Um, you know, there was definitely that for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so, when, at, well, in the past, the the on and off again and on again, was that driven by those feelings of guilt? Um, I think that maybe, maybe it was. And so this time it was just a different decision? Yeah, it was just a different decision. I feel like it was a wiser, older and wiser yeah. kind of decision. Okay. Because mm-hmm. the guilt thing can be hard to overcome for a lot of people. And I'm just thinking about individuals again in this situation where they're on this roller coaster and mm-hmm. if, if it's not, you know, the familiarity that keeps them in the, the same loop, it's the feelings of guilt mm-hmm. that keeps them in the same loop or, you know, that sense of obligation. Yeah. Um, you know, just having to navigate those, those, those uh, emotions. It's a strong emotion, a strong emotion to try to overcome um, is this feeling of, of, of guilt or even like shame at some points too. Mm-hmm. Like here you go again, especially when you're on a relationship that's, you know, off and on. It's just kind of like, uh, here they go again. You know, you have to kind of face that reality. Wow. Um, and the reality of your decision, like you said, there will be some guilt that might come up for you or some shame or some embarrassment that, you know, this, yeah, this happened again. Here I am. Yeah. Um, you know, sometimes I see that with people that have failed marriages more than one. There's that guilt. There's that shame. That's it, that embarrassment. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Having to explain <laughs> or feeling like they have to explain things um, to people who don't understand it. Yeah. Yeah, that can be difficult. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I think of um, people who have very public relationships and public marriages, you know, celebrities and, mm-hmm. you know, political officials. Yeah. We don't think about them necessarily in those terms, but I'd imagine um, a very similar process, just much more under uh, a lot more scrutiny. Yes. I mean, I couldn't imagine having to see someone you don't want to see. Because like you said, there is that, or like we're talking about, there is like this very, this grieving process that kind of goes on. Right. And you're almost unable to go through that. Yeah. It's very difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But also, 
you know, I just had a thought that that grieving process can even be prolonged because of your family and friends that keep bringing things up. This is true. This is true. And, and I'll tell you this, um, we kind of joked about this a little bit. Um, I've had friends who've been in relationships and I've, you know, kind of fallen in love with their partners. And then when I ask about Johnny or Susan or whoever, they say, oh, we're not together anymore. And I grieve that relationship. And as you said it now, and I realized in grieving their relationship, I kind of prolong their grief maybe. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard. Um, or even even the simplest things is like, oh, well, um, we always knew you could do better or something like that. It's, it's still, it still is a little bit of a shot to the heart. You know, yeah. you're like, well, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the things our friends say to us when they're trying to be supportive. It's that weird, that, that sweet spot where even when, you know, someone passes away and people don't really know what to say or they're mm. like, oh, well, they were this, they were sick, they were this. In a relationship, it's like, well, you know, he wasn't really this way for you. He wasn't the right fit for you. And it's right. kind of like you're going through those emotions and the, that, that loss of that relationship. Mm. And really is kind of like grief it comes and it goes and you have that self-doubt like oh gosh did I make the right decision for myself did I you know I didn't have any children with this person but there was conversation about that and this whole idea of this life that you you're you're letting go of um so that that alone can be really difficult to part with Um, I imagine I imagine so, you know, that, that's definitely a challenge. And that's when you kind of immerse yourself in like things that maybe you weren't doing um, in the relationship, not for anything bad, but because there's compromise in relationships. So there might, you know, if you're going out to movies with your significant other versus, I don't know, crocheting, that's one of the things you like to do and you've right. substituted them then you kind of go back to crocheting. Yeah, no, you crochet the hell out of a mean sweater and a sock or a scarf. Yeah, yeah, so definitely. Okay, so so again, to to borrow the, the title, After the Love is Gone, it isn't that love is gone and dead, but you said a moment ago, it changes, and there's this choosing of, uh, choosing to love yourself. Um, there's this, you know, there's life after when the love is gone is, is, I guess, the overall theme I'm picking up here. Yeah, there's a lot of life after love. (laughs) There's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of self-love after, after relationship. Um, and it's important and it's important work. It's probably the hardest work, I think. Um, you know, you kind of have to come head to head with the decisions that you made and then the decision that you made to end this relationship. Um, you know, all of, all the dust settles and there you are covered in the dust. Like, what the heck do I do with it now? How do, where do I start? Right. Um, and, um, that in itself is a, a slow process. And I think just, 
um, being patient with yourself is really important and just getting loved up by all those people that, <laughs> you know, maybe you didn't get to see uh, yeah. as often. Yeah, um, the, one, the ones waiting in the sidelines to, to <laughs> what either for the relationship to end or for a chance to love on you. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but I mean, there is a lot that goes on after a relationship. And I, I, I just, I love that, that whole concept. Cause you know, you see like women, some in, some in particular that, you know, they get their hair cut. People always make like memes mm -hmm. about it. Like mm -hmm. a woman is out of a relationship and she gets a fresh cut, a fresh do. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you see, you know, girls, my neighbor, she, she was out of a relationship. So she said, she's back at the gym. She's doing her thing. She's eating healthy. Yeah. You know, it's so much of it becomes about you. And that is the part that was lost a little bit within your relationship. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. I often tell people if we're able to maintain that while in the relationship, you know, imagine what that might look like right yeah. right exactly yeah. it's good anytime you can do it i just you know think about that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. wow wow any other gems any other tidbits <laughs> because i'm just noticing the time and you know you and i can talk forever we can <laughs> we can talk a long time um any other gems um no i think you know we've hit them all I, I mean, like I said, what, you know, and you, what you're not changing, you're choosing. And that has a lot to do with like yourself as well. Like, you know, um, and then making sure that you're taking care of yourself in whatever fashion that looks like for an individual. Mm -hmm. Um, and like I said, start there where it start in the moments where you feel discomfort why why are you feeling that way in your relationship um or you know take notice on how many of the same things you're bringing to the table with your friends and start there yeah yeah i definitely think there are individuals listening who are taking notes and um who are just you know they're at that crossroad you know, yeah. it's the second or third or fourth time and he or she wants me back and what do I do? And uh, if you're in that situation and you're hearing this podcast, um, maybe replay this podcast or if you know someone who's hemming and hawing and can't quite seem to make a decision or maybe you're that friend who's like, again, again, you know, <laughs> just send them this podcast, you know. Um, a lot of times, you know, that just seems to do that's much better than us kind of getting in the middle of it you know yeah um because they might make up and fall back in love and then here you are on, <laughs> front row at their wedding standing next to her <laughs> and you've said all those things uh -huh. you know so um but mia thank you thank you for um breaking breaking through the windows and getting in on the podcast <laughs> thank you for finally having me here oh, man. no listen it's it's a treat and and i will leave an open invitation right anytime anytime you're ready to come back um 
maybe to update us or maybe just some stuff you remembered and you care to share. Um, you know, I'd love to have you back. Awesome. Thank you. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was my conversation with my dear friend, Mia Terrazas, a clinical social worker. I hope you found it um, beneficial. Mia and I, um, we've known each other for a few years now, and um, it, you know, it, it is, I, I like her perspective on relationships. Being married totally changes your perspective on relationships. Um, you know your marriage, you know being married to this individual, but apart from um, what, apart from talking to someone, you don't have much of an insight about what they're going through. So you have an idea, but to have someone come and sit and be vulnerable and just kind of lay it all on the table for you, that that was big of her. Um, and so I hope you guys appreciated it as much as I do. Okay. Um, let us know what you think about the show. Uh, get in touch with me at Dr. Jameson Mercier on Instagram. Um, hit us up on the website, uh, mercierwellness.com. Let us know in the comments. Uh, leave us a review and uh, share it with somebody. We always say sharing is caring. And um, we'd really appreciate you continuing to spread the word. Thank you for joining me on this episode, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I look forward to having you again for another episode of the Couples Council. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard, and we'll catch you on the next episode.